You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating the Superpowers. Today, we are going to be talking about financial intelligence. And my guest today just happens to have written the book on financial intelligence. My guest today is Henry Doss. He is a business coach, a finance coach, and he's out there shaking some shit up, folks. Let me tell you, because um, he made a pivot just like a lot of us did during COVID. I mean, we, we made a pivot here in our own organization, our own business, but he made a pivot in an industry that, well, <laughs> a lot of you are aware of this. It's getting kind of shaken up right now. Henry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Justin. Great to be here. This is this is good. So, so talk to me about, we were talking a little bit about before the break, just kind of about you know, where the markets are at right now and people are starting to kind of get scared and and, and so forth. And, and you and I both know that the markets have been up and down, up and down for the last, well, ever since they were created, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of new information out there. I mean, we got, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we didn't have Bitcoin. We didn't have all these new options that we're seeing in the investment field. Talk to me about what it is you you do and, and what you're seeing in, in that sector. Um, so what's interesting is, so I write a couple newsletters. I write sort of a long form newsletter twice a month. I call it the the DOS FQ update. And then I started something uh, a couple of months ago that's a weekly. So I go through with a number of articles. I find I call it the DOS five. I find five articles that I think all the FQers, which is what I call my 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 flock, my following, my tribe, uh, things that I think that they should know about, usually financial related. But um, early part of the pandemic, I wrote in my long form newsletter about how at that time there were close to a million new trading accounts that were opened. I don't even know what the number is now since the pandemic. (laughs) So there's been a flood of, let's just call them what they are, newbies, right? Rookie traders, right? They're coming in, they're seeing these crypto gazillionaires and NFT royalty or whatever it is. They're sitting and they're getting FOMO, all right? Mm -hmm. Combine that with the fact that you're sort of housebound, at least in the early part of the pandemic, people were hunkered. I was hunkered down for months. I mean, I wouldn't even go to Costco. You know, I just I sent my my kids to do all that, to do all the shopping. Um, So it's it's what's interesting is that they haven't they haven't had that black swan event that all traders or all investors have had. Now, I've had four or five of them, I guess, going back to the 87 crash and the dot bomb and the great recession, (laughs) (laughs) right? Stop me (laughs) and feel free to stop me at any time. So yet yet, yet you're you're still here. I'm still here. I bought my first stock when I was 17 years old. It was in the 1970s. It was Chrysler. I was was in, in high school. I took my money working at Perkins Pancake House and I bought Chrysler and it went up and I made a profit. Um, so I've been doing this a long, long time and I've seen that, but the rest of the world hasn't. So here we are in early February and the market's been hiccuping a little bit. Um, but this is nothing. This is this is really normal activity. 
the markets had were, I think the S&P was up 28%. That's a huge, huge number for, for 2021, especially considering all the upheaval that was going on. Um, you got to expect people to take some profit. You know, I took profits on January 3rd. I waited for the new tax year. I was leaving on a flight to go to, to Nairobi with my wife and I. We went on a, on a safari, a photo safari for the month of January. And I said, I'm going to I'm gonna take some money off the table. I'm going to take some profit. I'm going to de-risk a little, anticipating that there was going to be a little bit of a hiccup because it was just the market was overbought. And sure enough, there was some craziness. Now, I didn't anticipate a you know a catastrophic drop in facebook i mean i'm i'm holding facebook and facebook's a money machine um that was a little humbling you know i've seen some yeah. big drops that was a big drop 26 percent <laughs> in one day it was like wait am i reading this right i mean um that'll wake you up in a cold sweat same thing with um you know with bitcoin right bitcoin was <clears throat> in the fifty thousand dollar plus range and i didn't really look at anything when I was away. I was, you know, I'm on holiday, so I'm, I'm going to ignore all that. I, I took care of business. I, I was in a good spot and I come back. It's like, it's, you know, now it's in the thirties. That's a, that's a huge drop. <laughs> if you haven't seen that sort of stuff before, it will wake you up in the middle of the night. That, um, that it will, that it will. Uh, Henry, I want to, I want to, I want to pause right here because I want to yeah, dive sure. down this, ra- I want to dive down this rabbit hole even deeper on, on the back end because I think you're bring, you're going to be, you have some valuable information for our listeners to to, to sort through on, on this new space of investing. Uh, but before we uh, before we go on break, where can people go find information, more information about you? Oh, you can go to uh, my business site is Das Knowledge, D A A S Knowledge. Um, my my uh, personal site is Henry Das, H E N R Y D A A S dot com. That kind of has all my stuff, including my an assortment of some of the 20,000 pictures that we took in Kenya. So it's a little bit of, of all that stuff. So yeah, either one of those sites will, you'll find out, you know, all about me. Fantastic folks. Go check out Henry's site. Go take a look at what he's doing in the financial sector. I think you're really, really going to like what he's doing. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the superpower network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Henry Doss. He is the author of FQ, Financial Intelligence. Before the break, we were just examining kind of the state of the world right now as far as investments and investors and what that all looks like and um, exploring some of the, the big drops that that have been recently occurred in the market. You know, we were talking about Facebook taking a 26% hit. So I've, I've got to ask, I mean, this is, I know this is, it's investing, it's pure speculation, and you're not a financial advisor per se, right? Um, all those disclaimers. What what what's the way of a Facebook? Are we looking at like is it gonna go bye-bye? I mean, I just read an article on Facebook that said that they're looking at pulling Instagram and Facebook from Europe if they're not right. allowed, if they're not allowed to um, put put their uh, their their programs on U.S. based servers to avoid all the uh, all the European privacy stuff. So, 
what what are we seeing here? I mean, we are we looking for a further dip? Are we are going to rebound? Are they going to go? Or are they going to go the way to MySpace? Well, I don't know. I got to polish up my crystal ball and uh, and give some guidance <laughs> on this stuff here. My I'm actually my my I'm helping my 30 year old son, my oldest son, who's got a bit of money rattling around, and um, I've been helping him make some uh, strategic investments. Um, and I call them investments. They're not trades, mm-hmm. right? Really depends on your, your time horizon. Um, I wrote a, I wrote a, another piece a while ago, cause someone had sort of off the cuff to ask me what are like rookie investor mistakes. So I said, oh, I don't know, let me write a thing. So I wrote like a five part series on, you know, dumbass things that new investors do. <laughs> and, and one of them is, is turning a, a short-term trade into a long-term investment, right? People do that all the time. They buy mm-hmm. something in the hopes it's going to go up. Since most people are long players, they're, they're buying on the hope that things are going to go up. It doesn't work out that way. And then they just sit, shrug and say, ah, you know what? It was a long-term investment. It's like, <laughs> got to decide your time frame. If you're looking to scalp trade, then scalp trade. If the trade goes against you, take your losses, try to keep whatever powder you have left dry and move on. That's what the pros do. Let's face it. And you want to be a yeah. pro. Right. At the amateur investing mistakes, I mean, there's a zillion of them out there. Uh, Facebook is an interesting case. If you analyze them and you look at what it is that they do, and I invested in them a few years ago, they're a money machine. I mean, they're 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 they just are. They just practice, they print money. Um, because they have monopoly power, right? They've got three billion sets of eyes out there and nobody even scratches the surface. So they have monopoly power. If you have monopoly power, as I wrote in my book, forget everything I said, if you have monopoly power about running a business, <laughs> right? Unless you're a total nink- nincompoop, uh, you know, uh, to screw that thing up, uh, you own the market. Now, a couple things happen to them. Um, yes, the business in Europe, uh, they've got enough of a war chest that that they can work some magic. Yeah, you got to deal with, you know, maybe 28 disparate governments there. But if you can get Germany and France and then the UK, which is not even part of it anymore, uh, to to fall into line, everybody else will follow. Um, I was more concerned about what Apple was doing because they're really the 800-pound gorilla in terms of privacy, you know, putting privacy on their phone. They they said something that they were going to lose $10 billion in revenue because they couldn't track people so well on their phone anymore. Mm. I don't know about you, but I see myself tracked all the time, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I tell people, I said, you know, just, just go on Amazon and search for, you know, fluorescent dildos, right? Something like totally out of left field. And within two days, you'll go on the New York Times on your phone and you'll see an ad for fluorescent dildos because they've got eyes everywhere. It's just how it works, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't really believe that there's such a huge impact. Um, what worries me more about Facebook is is things that I don't understand, right? I don't understand crypto. I don't understand NFTs. I don't understand the metaverse. I don't understand Web3, right? There's a million yep. things that are floating around. I'm a 62 and a half year old boomer. I've seen a lot of stuff in my, in my life. And, and one of the one of the simplest little pieces of, if I want to call it advice I can give to people, is invest in stuff that you at least have a passing knowledge in, right? <laughs> uh, you know, just know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> oh, well, should, should, shouldn't, we, shouldn't, we, shouldn't we just be taking like 
oh, look, this is a big trend word. I should probably invest in that trend <laughs> word, right? And, and, and it's so funny. So I, I, I got I to ask, Henry, and I think part of the things that we're seeing in the investment side of the world, the financial world, um, that have contributed to it, this is just, I mean, this is just my opinion, is are the new ways that we have to invest, right? I mean, yeah, mm. there's Coinbase and crypto, but w- what what are your thoughts and your takes on apps like Robinhood or Stash or any of those that allow anybody that's 18 years and older from their phone become an investor in in something that they may not know anything about? How How has the convenience of investing Right, because it used to be you yeah. had to go through a you had to go through a broker, you had to go, you had to take some action, you had to educate yourself. Now it's just a, I download an app, fill out their form, click on a stock. Oh, look, there's Tesla, and I can buy Tesla right from my phone without knowing anything about it. Well, I mean, I tell uh, when I wrote this book, I actually wrote it as a course to you know an 18, 18 It's actually a twenty week course, and then I sort of backed into a book. But one of the things that I tell people is um, trade or invest from one place, one place only. Mobile devices, sure, they're convenient and they're great. You're in Starbucks and you want to see what the market is doing. But I have never, ever, ever traded from a mobile device and I never will. I have a workstation, I have charts, I have tons of different software. I have a morning ritual that I follow every day and I, and it, and I I um I probably view as many as 25 different sites. Uh, and I fill in the data. I look at the futures. I look at currency. I look at weird things like the Baltic dry index. I look at charts of the new high, new low. It takes me five minutes to do at this advanced stage of my life. But that sets me up at the beginning of the day. So I have a sense for what the market is like. I take a little five question psychological profile and I get an answer. It either tells me green light, I'm good to trade, amber light, trade with caution, or red, it's a no trade day. And when it's a no trade day, I don't trade. This is something that was taught to me by a gentleman by the name of Alex Elder, who's a kind of a master trader and has written a dozen books and has been kind of a trading mentor to me over the years. This is not child's play here. I mean, Without at the at the risk of sounding braggadocious, I have seven figures in the market, so I'm not fooling around here, right? This is serious, serious business. This is not me standing in the line at Starbucks and seeing something pop up on my phone from some app and saying, "Oh yeah, I'll buy a hundred shares of that." That day will <laughs> never come. It yeah. simply won't. I I go there and I look at things methodically. Um, there, it's very rare. There's only usually a couple times during the year where I'm actually making trades. I made a couple trades in January. Uh, I used to trade. I used to put you know 200, 300 trades a, a year. I don't anymore. I'm much more judicious about how I do it. Right. I've said this many times, and I I will say it for for the benefit of your audience. If your trading or investing is exciting you are doing something wrong. It should be boring. It needs to be incredibly stultifyingly, soporifically dull. Then you'll know that you've mastered it. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. You're telling me that I can't go get my adrenaline rush for the day through my 
my app and, and go to Vegas. You don't even have to go to Vegas. You want to get an app? Go go on uh, go on DraftKings or go on one of these five hundred apps that seems to be advertised every five minutes, trying to get me to bet on some parlay, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, the come ons are like bet five dollars, fifty six to one odds. I just saw that last night on DraftKings. They just want you to get in there and get that adrenaline rush. The markets are not where you get the dr- adrenaline rush. Right. Yeah. Go play craps at Vegas. Right. I mean, yeah. I go to Vegas. When I go to Vegas, I play craps. It's a mathematical game. I know what the odds are. I know I know the fight club on a long enough timeline. Everybody dies. Well, on a long enough timeline, all my money is going to go to the house because the odds are in their favor. Yeah. But it's not like that in the markets. There's no house. Right. I hear people say, oh, I, you know, I I took my initial investment out. Right. So I'm playing with the house's money. And my answer is it's all your money. There's no house, right? If you lose, I lost, I can't even tell you how much money I lost in the drop of Facebook. That's my money. Even though it's all profit. It was all profit. I'm still well, you know, I bought it so long ago that I'm well into profit area. I don't give a crap. That was my money. And, you know, (laughs) I lost it on paper. I didn't cash out. And we'll, we'll see. So these are the things that people need to understand. The other thing, I, the other point that I can probably put through to your audience is that when everybody's running to the exit, you, there's really two things that you should do. You should either run the other way or just stand still. There's nothing wrong with just standing still, provided that when you bought what you bought, you had good reason and that the fundamentals of that, that um, instrument have not changed. Mm. Right? I, I, as b- folks, this is by far some of the most realistic, sound advice that we've ever heard on the show. This is right, this and, is, and that, that and you, that guarantees you don't ever go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this, because this, there's this, no right. money in rationality. There's only money in screaming <laughs> and, t- and <laughs> tweeting. The, the, and, the house is on fire. Right? Yeah, the house is on fire. That sells. The house is perfectly fine and everybody's happy. That that doesn't sell. That's boring. No, <laughs> but but that's that's the thing, right? And uh, that right there, the biggest takeaway that you should all get from this this interview is investing should not be emotionally charged. It should not be excitable. It should be time to make the donuts, right? Yeah, it's it, it's really what it is. You want there's there's thousands and thousands of stocks um one of my clients that i started with recently has owns a bunch of pink sheets right you know penny stocks it's like why well one of them might hit big yeah that's true but they all may go to zero and the odds are much more in their favor that these are going to go to zero you think you're so smart that out of the ten thousand pink sheets you're going to pick the three that are going to blow up into something big i wish i was that smart why yeah, would no I kidding. do that? Why don't I just yeah. go with some something that's out there um, in the marketplace? You know, it's funny. I bought, I put a new position on in January for um, for a company that I won't mention the company, but they sell for fifteen dollars to fifteen dollars stock. And I looked at it and I said, "Oh my god, when was the last time I bought a fifteen dollars stock? Like nineteen ninety three? I looked at the price of all the stocks that I have out there. There's not one that's like less than a two hundred and fifty dollars stock." That tells you that what I'm drawn to are established companies. It took a while for that stock to get to 250. It didn't just fall out of the sky that way. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are established, you know, multi, most cases, multi-billion dollar companies that are, and some of them to a large degree are just printing money. When my son came to me, I said, well, the first stock you buy is Apple, right? I don't mind saying it. I will, for transparency, I will tell you that, that I hold their stock. I have for a long time. My first business was as an Apple dealer back in the, in the 1991 when I started my first company. So um, yeah, their business mo- and I I remember Apple when it went down to four dollars a share and they thought they were going to go into business, <laughs> right? right? And all the all the Saudi sheiks were buying it at four bucks and now God knows what yeah. what, uh, what what kind of ROI they've made on that. Their business model is sound. They. Um, <laughs> They, they print money and circling back to the whole Facebook thing, the overhang is they own the iPhone market, right? That's an 800 pound gorilla. I know there are a yeah. lot of people who are, no, oh, no, you know, Android and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be part of Apple's ecosystem. I'm a contrarian, right? I'm going to go the other way. It's like, you know, good luck and Godspeed, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, because that is, a, <laughs> that is a magnificent piece of hardware that Apple has has built there. That's like a Nobel Prize winning piece of hardware. And I've tried to use Droid devices and I'm telling you, and I'm a super tech guy and I'm like, this is too frustrating. Why would I deal with this? Right? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same exact way. I'm the same exact way. Henry, I, I, I say thank you for coming on the show today because this has been extremely insightful, extremely enjoyable conversations down in dirty real conversations on what in investment is looking like and I mean I know that you you assist people in the space in, in developing their own financial intelligence you wrote the book on it where can people go find more information about you um so you can go if you want to download my book I give my book away for free right nice. because Bezos is the only one who makes money on books you know I sell a book for 25 bucks on Amazon I get a check for like four dollars it's almost embarrassing yeah. um so if you go to Henry Das h-e-n-r-y-d-a-a-s even if you misspell it d-a-s-s it'll still take you there a kind of a bit built some bases approach right there on my and that's my personal my vanity website right there on the front there there's a link to go to uh, it'll take you to book baby I give you hundred percent off coupon. Download the, the EPUB of it. Read it. It's a monster book. It's four hundred and thirty-two pages. It has two hundred and fifty infographics on it. It's a. It, it, but it it covers everything that I think you should know from the moment you're born to the moment you die about money, how to make it, I, how to grow it, how to keep it, and how to keep other people from taking it away from you. Absolutely love it, folks. Go take a look at Henry's book. And until next time, go out there and incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.